Welcome to KC Corner, episode 47, and it's Christmas week. Christmas week, it's a fantastic week. Some people say it's the most wonderful time of the year. And we got a great episode on Tom Seaver, number 47. Yes, yes, and it may be cold enough to snow on Christmas Day here. Oh, wouldn't that be incredible? <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't Brooks, think it's going to happen. Just though. so you know, 54 is not quite cold enough to snow. But <laughs> hey, it it's, it's low in the 30s, and in my brain, you know, that's freezing. <laughs> well, I remember in 1989, one of the first Christmas we were ago. here. Thank you very much. <laughs> first Christmas we moved back, we were about to become parents to a shout out, Jesse... Elizabeth Jakes, not that Jesse long Fleming. ago. Not that long, <laughs> not ago. That long ago. Now is a mother of three. Unbelievable. But anyway, uh, that Christmas Eve, it was like down into the teens here. And they had rolling blackouts because the people had their heat on and uh, Florida Power or whoever at the time couldn't keep up. And thank God we had a fireplace. So it was cold. And people went to like at nighttime, they went to look at the uh, street lights to see if there was a flurry in the air or something like that. So yeah. Maybe we'll have that this year. Who knows? Wouldn't that be great? That'd be great. <laughs> but we also have a special guest joining us later today. We do. Uh, we have one of Casey uh, Corner's biggest fans. And so excited to have Grace Hooper join us. The woman from Nashville is going to be here. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. Country music star. She is. Uh, <laughs> incredible goalie for Covenant College. We'll get to that. So, hey, Brooksy, what did you do this morning so far? I woke, woke up, up got out of bed, <laughs> had some pecan. orange juice, and had some pecan somethings. A shout is- out to Julie Brown, who made us the most delectable. We have fresh squeezed orange juice. We have some, what do you call these things? Pecan goodness. Yeah, pecan goodness, which yeah. is great. Hey, I've already played hockey this morning, bro. So just <laughs> okay, that, that's so, why you were asking. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good, 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 good. I got up early. I've been on the ice. Uh, I, I uh, been, you know, I think I might have broken the glass with a slap shot that went a little high. And so uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah. so looking looking at the real stuff. Looking back at this yeah. past week, this pla- uh, this past week, and I have so loved being in Isaiah. Looking through the lens of Isaiah, which uh, somehow last week I was reminded last night. I kept on saying jo- Joshua, J- Jeremiah, Jeremiah, oh, Jeremiah. Last week was you were saying Joshua. Ah, who knows what happened Porter. last week? So. Um, <laughs> But we've been looking through the lens of Jeremiah, a guy who lived 700 years before Jesus. Uh, so that's like almost 3,000 years from us. And what he said that was going to come, a Messiah. And this week we looked at that suffering servant, famous. Probably you hear that more around the Easter sermon or the, you know, the crucifixion of Christ, certainly. But that's a huge part of the Christmas story is that God promised somebody called my servant. And what I really meant to say, Brooks, or what I... What I got so excited about is in chapter 52, verse 10, it says that the arm of the Lord is going to come. God is going to do salvation himself. Salvation is of the Lord. It's his idea. It's his execution. It's his application. It's a beautiful thing. But he says the arm of the Lord is going to come. He's going to bring uh, salvation to all the nations. And I just get in my mind this picture of how amazingly mighty must that arm be. I mean, to accomplish salvation for the nations that everyone is going to be able to see and then it'll go on to say well this servant's going to come and it starts describing him and he's the diary of the wimpy kid i mean it's it's uh it's anything but physical strength um and it's anything but a physical appearance that would draw us like what the world might see as magnanimous um that was not necessarily what jesus on the outside had i mean it was all that he was in and out but anyway and how does he accomplish salvation for us? How does that arm do it? Well, that arm becomes pierced. And mm-hmm. 
you know, what's incredible, Brooks, is that every everyone tries to figure out how do we have a good God in suffering? How do those two things go together in a world that's so broken? And a lot of, you know, obviously different worldviews will give an answer for that. But for Christianity, it's a God who enters into suffering. And the fact that he enters into suffering is the incredible good news, a God who can relate to us. Um, how awesome is that? But it's more than he just enter in, enters into our suffering. He suffers for us. And, you know, he suffers on a point of a cross where he becomes our sin. He he pays the price. He suffers in our place. So it's not just alongside. It's in place of. And certainly we're going to suffer in this world. So what I really meant to say last week was the arm of the Lord that brings salvation. The reason the world missed it is they thought it might be a physically strong one. They never dreamed that it would be this arm that would be pierced through with Roman nails that would be fixed to a cross mm -hmm. that would bleed so that we, through his through his <clears throat> wounds, we could become healed. I mean, come on. You can't beat that story, Brooks. It's so good. And I love the theme that the... Um that Jesus was so accessible. I mean, obviously came as a baby and hung with broken people and sinners just like us. The, he didn't just sit up on uh, you know a mighty throne or anything like that, and you could never talk to him, have access to him or anything. He was amongst the people. You know, and he was amongst the broken, dirty people. And you think, uh, you know, if anybody had reason to quarantine, so to speak, it was Jesus, right? I mean, mm -hmm. if anybody had reason to keep out the riffraff like you and me, uh, <laughs> it was him, um, you know, the spotless lamb. But he came to get dirty, you know. Uh, he came to, to mix it up with knuckleheads like us. Such, <laughs> such good news. Such good news. And so tomorrow, our second Christmas Eve service here. At yeah, I cannot wait. It'll be our first Christmas Eve service with electric candles. <laughs> uh, last year, uh, our, we found out that King's Chapel are some of the greatest people. But they have no idea how to hold a candle with wax. Uh, we spilled more wax overall. We made a wax museum, I think, out of their sanctuary. And so... We wound up paying a good amount of money having the place cleaned after Christmas <laughs> Eve. So we uh, we invested in uh, electric candles, much to the chagrin of our treasurer. Um, you know, it's not bad. The candles weren't expensive. It's the four billion batteries you got to buy with them. You know, and so are we talking double A batteries? We're or? talking double A. Okay, yeah, exactly. Okay. Are you trying Pretty to figure standard. out? Are you gaming it? Are you trying to figure out? <laughs> yeah, what I need, do I need some it? new batteries for my controller. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be a lot of batteries. So. Anyway, uh, looking forward to Christmas Eve. I'm excited we're going to have a five and a seven. And by the way, the numbers have kind of uh, more evened out. Mm -hmm. um, we started off, I'm not kidding you, Casey Cornerland. We started off with like 90 people in the five o'clock service and two in, in, the, <laughs> uh, in the next one. So I think we're we're actually about that 90 number in the first and, you know, 50 some or have signed up. So who knows? More mm -hmm. people might come. Yep. Please come if you're listening and you're close by. We would love to have you right off of Sand Lake Road in Longwood in the uh, uh, Orlando Korean Church. Uh, you'll see our signs out there, which mm -hmm. would be great. Yeah, so, what, and I didn't tell you. So, what I hope to say is really uh, a couple things, and I don't want to give away tomorrow. You know, that's my favorite. Sermon, <laughs> Jesus was born. You know, <laughs> hey, don't don't spoiler give away. Alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Jesus came into the world. It's just absolutely <laughs> incredible. But let me just say, in a year with a lot of fake news uh, that has turned into a lot of despair, we need good news that leads to great joy. And we got it. And uh, how do we get it? It's it's a God who cures all of our ills. Mm -hmm. And uh, so 
that's the good news. We're going to celebrate that. Uh, pray, uh, those who are listening, please pray that the gospel is clear. Uh, I've had the joy of knowing that people came to Christ coming to a Christmas Eve service, and that's our hope again. And then Sunday, we have a guest we do sunday we have the man the bishop david outing who's been a guest here on Mm -hmm. kc corner and dear brother and friend really looking forward to hearing the lord's word opened up through my brother so it'll be great Mm -hmm. i know last time he preached caleb said to you if you know you know it's going to be good when your pastor brings up a towel with him exactly (laughs) exactly. he brings up a towel he gets going yeah i love it I love it. It is so true. It's awesome. And, you know, typically an African-American black pastor, you know, they want the congregation to be in it. You know? Oh, yeah. You know? oh, yeah. They, they, they want, need they some want... response. Exactly. It's, it's, it's more of a dialogue. Yeah, it's exactly. not a monologue. It's a dialogue. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Hey, we got a special, special guest this morning. Hello. Yes, it's Grace Hooper. Uh, let me just tell you a little bit about Grace Hooper. We have loved Grace Hooper. She is almost a Jake's. Uh, she's been so close to our family for so many years, uh, really close to each one of my children. Uh, went to Covenant College. Uh, you were, were you behind Jesse? Were you I was, yeah, a couple years behind her. I, I think everybody's behind Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, uh, but you were, were you ahead of JP? There? I was actually the same year as JP. Okay, yes. fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, um, and also, you worked years at uh, Ridge Haven, uh, incredible place, yes. uh, a summer conference. And I shouldn't say just say a conference center is probably better. I know you guys did winter camps and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> and now you're a school teacher and you live in Nashville. Is yes, that correct? I am. High school history. High school so, history. Yeah. I bet you got some stories with that. Huh? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And it's a, definitely a spicy time to be teaching American history. So I, American <laughs> history. Um, yeah. I think I've asked you this question in the past, but I know you've loved history, but what's your favorite slice of history, if you can say? Oh, gosh. Um, I, I think my favorite is probably around um, the civil rights movement. Uh, okay. That's just wow. what I learned about in high school that made me want to be a teacher. I just thought nice. it was a lot of awesome, interesting stories. And it's kind of a mixture of seeing some really bad things, but also some really um, just excellent moments of triumph and... There was a lot going yeah. on that time. Yeah, there's you know, a lot going on. Yeah. The, the Cold War was getting cranked up, yeah. and uh, we were having a race to the moon. And then, oh, by the way, Vietnam uh, was <laughs> happening. And probably what most people in the Casey Cornerland know in 65, you know what happened in 65. A big year of 65. Big, big year, yep. The, the Beatles <laughs> came to America. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Jeff Jakes was born. Yeah. So, yay. <laughs> And, you know, I think right on 65, 66, Mustang was crushing it with, uh, they're, they're rolling out some beautiful cars. But anyway, so Gracie, um, you uh, you have a routine. Um, I know that I you do. listen to The Corner. Can you tell us a little bit about your routine at yeah. KC Corner? Yeah, so I um, typically on Thursday, sometimes Friday, if Thursday I'm not as prepared and rushing to school. Um, but Thursdays I will um, typically start KC Corner um, towards the end of getting ready in my house. And I've got it timed out pretty perfectly to where I will hop in the car. Um, I've got like a 15 minute drive to school and it's um, in the exact opposite direction of everybody else heading into Nashville. I'm going further out into the country nice, um, and just passing by, you know, horse farms mostly. And oh, then so pulling jealous. into my school that's kind of tucked out in this little nook called Leaper's Fork. Um, and just get to listen to Casey Corner and um, I've also, I've been listening and watching King's Chapel 
Thanks, long as it's Tracy. been able to be live streamed and everything, which has been such an encouragement. So for me, it's been an awesome tie-in of um, instead of just hearing the Sunday sermon and being like, oh, that was great. Like, I'm going to have a great week of remembering this. Um, it really is an awesome reminder to really tie it in. And I think for my routine, it's been a really strong encouragement to take what we actually thought through on Sunday into the classroom with me and um, just have a little bit more intentional time to pray for my students after I um, hear that and then get out of the car and then go in and rock out. <laughs> you know, Grace, you got so many gifts that I've seen God use you to advance the kingdom, loving on students or campers or organizing things. But I think the gift that I've enjoyed the most from you is the gift of encouragement. You really yeah. are. You're you're an encourager, Grace. Uh, that's something that God's given you. And you have used that gift to really bless our family. You know, you're a giver, and we love that about you. And um, the number of times that we've gotten a shout-out uh, after a Casey Corner or a Sunday <laughs> from you. And it's not just like, hey, nice job, Pastor Jakes. It's like, <laughs> you know, you usually um, have something in there that just really lets us know that it was it meant something to you. And so thank you for sharing that. Yeah. You know, um, Brooks and I love doing this. We really do. And this has been a joy. Um, uh, you know, and I know that we've picked up an audience. I know my sister lives listens in New Jersey and we have people in different places that listen and which is great. But we know that Grace Hooper is tuning in near one of the most beautiful places in the world, yeah. Franklin, Tennessee, uh, on your drive. Grace, it seems like the gospel is something that that you have fallen in love with. Can you just give me a, a minute or so about your, take your time, you don't have to be a minute, <laughs> but just about the gospel. What does the gospel mean to you? Oh man. Um, so, I mean, I, I've always known who Jesus was. Uh, my parents are wonderful, strong believers, and I think they made sure each one of my siblings and I knew who he was from a young age. Um, I think the older I've gotten, the more I have seen, um, I've wrestled with the idea of grace, you know, my own name, ironically enough, of just like <laughs> what it means to actually um, receive this amazing, incredible gift. Um, I think I spent a lot of my time in high school feeling like I um, had to be perfect, but I never measured up and um, kind of through different things like people I got to meet at Covenant and um, spending especially my time at Ridgehaven, I just got to see more and more of um, what it looks like to serve others and not serve others because I want to be perfect or make something perfect. Um, but there is so much joy in serving other people and sure. I guess encouraging them too. And um, Jesse and I were joking last night because I like uh, have told her maybe like 50 times that when you came to winter camp, uh, it was my first winter camp that I ever was at Ridgehaven. And it was after a summer that I was at Ridgehaven that I was like, you know, I'm probably not going to come back to this place. Like, I don't know if it feels like a great <laughs> right. fit. And Jesse convinced me to come to winter camp <laughs> Um, and you talked about the greatest commandment and what it, and what it was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Um, and I think I've told you this before too, mm -hmm. but that was kind of um, one of the first times that I'd heard somebody preach through that particular part of the Bible that it, mm -hmm. it just really connected of like, oh man, loving the Lord, my God, with all of my heart, soul, strength, and mind, it just, it just clicks differently. And um so I just have seen throughout different little moments of whether it's been hard things or sweet things, the the kindness of the Lord that makes me not feel, I don't know, uh, it's like a, not obligatory to yeah. love him with all my heart, yeah. soul, mind, and strength, but it, it's, a, it's a joy. So I think the older I've gotten, 
in my very old 28 years. <laughs> 28 <laughs> years. Yeah. Wow. You know, <laughs> Gracie, I, I hope that you will forever be a grace junkie, you know, yeah. and uh, <laughs> because, you know, you said you like me, I grew up in a Christian home as well. And I grew up knowing that Jesus loved me. And, you know, my parents did a great job making sure that that was mm -hmm. drilled in. But I'm telling you, I had a similar journey. It was later um, that I really started to understand and that mm -hmm. perfection. And, you know, the interesting thing is God does demand perfection. Mm -hmm. Be perfect. Um, but the great thing is, is he accepts the perfection of his son for mm -hmm. us. And it's not even so much that we're going to get better, that he loves us. It's that Jesus is enough. And, mm -hmm. you know, we just, we cling to him. We cling to the one who is perfect. And... Um, I, I forget that. I need it every day because every day it's like you jump out of bed and it's a performance meter. How am I doing? You know, mm -hmm. I, I have a routine. I want to see how the stock market did. <laughs> you know, I want to see, uh, <laughs> you know, just see different things, see really uh, how my teams did. Uh, I always want to check the weather, uh, you know, just kind of <laughs> those morning routines. Uh, but I think uh, a lot of my life was, okay, am I going to run fast enough today? Mm -hmm. Am I going to jump high enough? Am I going to do good enough? Am I going to be good enough? And I think you and I also have another, uh, I'm not going to say this as a gift trait. <laughs> um, I think we're both people pleasers. And, mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, that could haunt, haunt us um, because if we try to find our approval in the eyes of others, it's never good enough. I mean, they don't give, mm -hmm. a, they don't care enough about us, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, they're thinking <laughs> about themselves, you know? And, and so... To the fact that when we get it right with the gospel and God allows us to see who he is and the beauty of his son and we get to rest. Um, you know, I, I had the privilege, uh, Allie and I this week took uh, a seven-year-old, uh, one of our, mm -hmm. one of my favorite KC, King's Chapel uh, young men to SeaWorld. And it's interesting to go to a SeaWorld with a seven-year-old. And the first thing he wanted to do, and I won't mention his name. The first thing he wanted to do, guess what it was? Um, sea Shamu. Sea Shamu, yeah. no. The first thing he wanted to do was go in the gift shop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it was he was so utterly disappointed that he didn't get into the gift shop because it was got a little sunny out. He was really wanted to be rocking some new sunglasses, you know, mm, so... Yeah. Uh, I may have won him uh, something called a, a Charizard. It's a uh, Pokemon. <laughs> Charizard. We, we, we were walking around this Charizard that, that, I, that he won, and uh, I won. Uh, I, I won. Oh and, uh, um, and everybody's like, oh, man, where'd you get that? That's the coolest thing. And so he was feeling good, but I was feeling like like it. You know? yeah. But, oh, but yeah. he was kind of sad that he didn't get the sunglasses he was hoping for. You know, So we looked at a couple, and... Uh, I'm the biggest sucker in the world. You know, I'm going to cave here shortly. So we got him a pair of sunglasses. <laughs> and later on, his mom told me, do you know how many pairs of sunglasses he has? <laughs> but, uh, oh, gosh. but, you know, I, I just watched a, a young man um, enjoy the park and yet kind of be unsettled with wants and uh, mm. can get kind of focused, kind of miss the big picture. You know, here we are at this park. We're having a great time. You want the gift shop, you know? And mm -hmm. it made me think, how many times does God have me in this incredible park of life and I'm just looking for the gift shop? Mm -hmm. And what, the fact that I wanted a new pair of fill-in-the-blank hockey skates and, uh, <laughs> and they haven't come yet and I walk around pouting for a while and, you know, just to realize that all that we need and have are in Christ Jesus. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, Casey Cornerland, that's uh, my analogy for the day. Uh, <laughs> but Gracie, thanks for listening. It really encourages Brooks and me to know that 
there are people out there that kind of wait for us to post this. And, uh, you know, the fact that you help, that you allow us to help you drive to school one day and that maybe by God's grace, he uses this to help you get ready to do your calling as a Christian school teacher. Mm -hmm. um, what an honor. Don't you agree, Brooks? And oh, that, yeah. That's an honor that, that we have. So thanks for letting us drive with you. Um, you know, on those really good episodes when Brooks has got his A game, okay. make sure that the tears <laughs> in your eyes don't get in your way. I'll try. I'll try to fight back through and, and, some good and, yeah. and I know that sometimes when you hear Brooks's voice, you have a tendency to want to go faster and just kind of you know, <laughs> everything's speeding up. So uh, <laughs> keep it within the safety of the speed limit. All right. So, I will. Uh, all right. Blessings, Gracie. Thank you. Okay. Hey, Brooksy. Um, you know, I think one of the things we ought to end with is just kind of saying what's coming up in, in Kate, uh, King's Chapel Land. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. What is coming up in King's Chapel Land? <laughs> well, we, we mentioned that my man David Outing is going to be preaching this upcoming Sunday. That'll be fantastic. Um, starting in, in uh, January, January 3rd, we'll have communion. And I'm going to look uh, through the book of Proverbs. It's called Wisdom for the Journey. Um yeah, we're going to look at, at some of the Proverbs through the month of January and then kind of pick up that Our Rock Through the Ages in February mm -hmm. with Jesus as I Am. There's going to be a big congregational meeting on the 10th of January. We're going to have dinner together and it's just going to be more than anything. Hey, here's where we are. Um, it's kind of like those signs in the mall. Does anybody go to the mall anymore, Brooks? Is there anybody in the mall? I don't think so. Is there, yeah, I, I ordered everything online Amazon? Black Friday. <laughs> Wait, have you ever gone maybe to the park? Let's go to the SeaWorld analogy. Yeah, where, yeah, yeah. Um, where uh, you know, you find like you are here, you know, where mm -hmm. are we? And so our, our meeting on the 10th will be like that sign, we are here. And uh, um, here's where we think we're going. And we want to follow hard after the Lord. So, um, And I'm really excited, by the way. Let me end with this by saying... If you're listening and you're wondering uh, if you should come to our Christmas Eve service, we're giving out what I think to be the best present ever. Okay, so um, you, you don't want to miss this. Light up candles. No, it's more than light up candles. There, there's going to be a giveaway that's uh, that's awesome. It's better than a T-shirt shot out of a cannon, but we might do that too. <laughs> are you, are you not going to say it, or is it just, that's just a tease? Um, what do I you think, think it's just Rachel? a tease. I say it. I think I think tease them. All right, tease them. Yeah. yeah, come, come, and we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll. If you're not <laughs> we'll on the naughty list, <laughs> hey, we're all about grace. Don't be on the naughty list. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think that's it for that's today. Perfect. Thanks for joining us. Merry Grace. Christmas, everybody. Yeah.